This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Welcome to Dunks and Discourse, episode 29, the Jakar Sampson episode. And yes, I 1,000% had to Google um, <laughs> who wore 29 in the NBA. <laughs> nothing, nothing was coming. Um, we are back. NBA is coming. Victor Oladipo is reconsidering his decision to, uh, to play this year. Uh, verified Twitter is getting locked out. Jabari and I getting persecuted by the powers that be, and we are we do have the results to our best Western movies last thirty years since nineteen ninety. Jabari, how you doing? Not bad, not bad. Back, good to be back in action. Yeah, we, 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 we were we were in old school Twitter jail. I don't know if anybody out there remembers that, you know, circa twenty twelve. Yeah, but uh, that's what it felt like. Yeah, I, you know what? And someone asked me that. Do you actually remember that? And I was like, oh yes, because I used to do the like. Follow 100 people. If 18 follow me back, I'd unfollow 82. Um, and just trying to build that, build that following back in the day. And I remember, like, you'd, you'd follow, like, 500 people one day or something. And Twitter would be like, whoa, you're almost exceeding our limits. Like, this is your warning. And then I'm like, ah, oh, what, what are you really going to do? And so you follow 300 more people. And it's like, your account has been locked for whatever activity. And, yes, Twitter jail was a real thing, Fred. I'm going to be honest, I, I never did the following thing. I'm looking back on it, it's like, you know what, I probably I probably have a, a larger following now. I got put in Twitter jail, I guess, for tweeting too much. <laughs> but, you know, there, there, were several, there were several occasions, but I, it was never as a result of the following. I think that one time, and I think going at a guy back and forth one time. And by by tweet too much, that's what I meant. I was li- I was lying. I was sugarcoating that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, I can't even remember what the incident was, but yeah, Twitter jail was a real thing. And sometimes you wouldn't see somebody you like you, you rocked with on the timeline, and then a month later they'd be like, "Man, I'm free. I'm out. <laughs> free at last." And then and then there's guys like Sports Talk Joe, who oh. have been <laughs> banned seventy eight thousand times, and he just makes the same account with another number. And somehow picks up all hundred thousand followers he lost in like two weeks because the pack is strong, and there's just nothing Twitter seems to be able to do to get rid of him. That's that's a that's Jack's burner. <laughs> Shout out to Ad Jack. Uh, <laughs> they're in cahoots at a minimum. 
they're 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 at the very least. Although I I mean I feel bad laughing at this stuff sometimes, but when he sends out that one, that's like oh my brother died of a marijuana over marijuana overdose, and an athlete actually replies, and he's like I'm so sorry, and uh, when he gets somebody, it's really funny, but. And he, even like the fake David Aldrich accounts. Now I'm giving this guy too many apps, but yeah, he he does have yeah. some funny moments. Um, yeah. Okay, let's do this. So, um, aside from Twitter jail, uh, Victor Oladipo is thinking about playing in the bubble, which I mean is, is news. But the more interesting uh, tidbit I saw today was that the NBA is struggling with what to do um, on, on false positives, and uh, this opens up a few problems because. What if a player was to say get tested and he didn't think he was he he had coronavirus and then there was a second test? Should we say LeBron James? Oh, he's positive. Never mind. No, he's negative on the second test. Or how how is the NBA going to authenticate this and 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 try to keep this even keel in the field? Well, the, what, from what I because I did look into it when as soon as I saw it, I was like, wait, hold on, you can get a false positive. It from what I read, it appeared to state that. They were having false positives because someone had, you know, had already gone through the virus, and they had, you know, they they had the antibodies you know, in their in their body, like like the traces of it. Uh, so, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what the NBA did. They just added the antibody test, you know, to uh, to, to their protocol. All right, I hope there's a solution because people are going to look for any and every reason to tear this apart. Oh, and of course. I mean, and and this is just really, I mean, it's such a fluid situation. Um, the other thing they were talking about how they've already had Asham Sharani of the Athletic Report yesterday. They've already had, um, you know, a number of calls in regards to breaking protocol, and all the Chris Paul jokes were flying. But um, is is all fair in in bubble? Like, is, is that foul as hell to call on the, another player, or is that like socially responsible since the bubble needs to be um, as secure as possible? Where do you, where do you fall on that? This is a both things can be true situation. They should tell, but yes, they're snitches. Like I'm not, I'm not. Like this is the thing. I'm not going to be a hypocrite because I would do if it look. If I have an opportunity to win a championship and say I'm going against LeBron James and I see him doing something stupid, I don't care what you have to say. I'm going to, I'm going to call that. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to CP3 it. Okay, but at the same time, they should be doing that because let's be real. They, like we, we can make all the jokes and it is fun, you know, like on the timeline and you know the, the point the finger at Chris Paul or anybody else that's doing it. But the truth of the matter is, people's lives, not just their livelihoods, people's lives could depend on this. Like so, like while it's funny to go like, oh, hi, this guy ordered Postmates and this guy did this, you know, I'm I'm actually happy to see that they're taking it seriously. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> the, the jokes were fun and I was having fun with it, but um, also also players complained. That there, you know, like that there was a a you know not quiet um, resistance to coming here out of out of fear that the situation couldn't be contained, and if if players are breaking those rules to, you know, mm-hmm. bring in companions, go get a snack, you know, God knows what else. Um, I I think it's fair, you know, like yep. we're we're trying to keep this uh, as, as tight as we can, and and obviously it's not perfect, and we know it's not perfect, but yeah, I mean yeah. That's, that's, Basically, all those moving parts don't add to it. You know what I'm saying? No. Just yeah. Um, with that said, I mean basketball is still in in the flux that it's been. Uh, what have you been watching this week? Uh, for the most part, to be honest, you know the same time, you know the same shows as before. N- nothing new. To be honest with you, I, did, I actually forgot that section. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, I it's okay. I can, I can go on a couple this week. Um, Let's do it. How to get away with murder? 
West oh. Dying. <laughs> so episode 10, season 3. That's where I get to. And we find, like, you know, that, like every season they tease somebody died. There's somebody in the body bag. It's a male victim. They were in the house. And, oh, it's Wes. And I'm, I'm just like, this has got to be one of the most you tried to do too much deaths in, in, in TV history. Like, the whole show was about, like, him and then, like, him and Rebecca and then him and his dad. And they're like, psych, his dad's not going to be in and his dad's dead. Mm-hmm. Now he's dead. I'm like, okay, this show, I, I don't think I'll ever go back to it. I was like, this doesn't even make sense to watch anymore. Like, it, it just run too far afield. And it's too bad because I, I, I was digging it and trying to guess all of the connections and whatnot. But I, I think they really blundered by killing him and letting that whole storyline with his dad and uh, Viola Davis, like being the lawyer, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years earlier. I think it really got away from them. Let, let me let me ask you this about that. Did you stop watching Boardwalk Empire after they after they killed Jimmy off? Uh, yes and no. Okay. I stopped I stopped watching it. And then a couple years later, I went back. You went back. Okay. Yeah. The one thing that w- I'm not in any way saying that, you know, this is on the level with Boardwalk Empire, but if you enjoyed those first few seasons, I would recommend at least giving it, you know, giving it another shot because it, I was, I was kind of waiting for you to get to this point. The season after was the, I think the last season that I watched and it was, it was pretty good. See, so, someone tweeted, someone was like, cause I, you know, I've been tweeting the odd tweet as I worked through it mm. and uh, I can't remember. Someone was like, when West died, I was like, come on, they killed West or whatever. And he was like, man, I have been waiting for you to get to this episode. <laughs> you said you wrote. And honestly, though, I, I was thinking about, you know, a lot of the movie or TV deaths where somebody dies and you're like, well, that's just stupid. Like, well, I mean, where's the show going to go? Michael Pitt in Boardwalk Empire did really come up. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I mentioned that as well. And, and someone tweeted me and said that there was actually some problems with Michael Pitt and uh, the team. And the rest of the cast, or ah. which I had never heard, but honestly makes a ton of sense because his death really stopped Boardwalk Empire from entering that like great TV show conversation. Or, and I'm going to be honest with you, even if they had kept him one more season, I could have, I would have been okay with that. But they just didn't give the, they didn't give the show's most dynamic and most compelling character. And I recognize it was centered around Nucky, but they they, they didn't give you know the most compelling character, or the most you know, or, or the one that I appreciated the most, you know, certainly enough time. It would you know, be that, like that, if they did Omar season two. Oh. Oh, see, I don't even. You, you know, man, that hurt. That hurt my soul to even think about it. Yeah. It's, and you know, I, I still hate Kennard. I hate you, Kennard. <laughs> for the listeners out there, if you if you are familiar with The Wire, that's a character, and it's a kid. And I'm, and yes, I'm speaking directly to him. Which is funny because Michael K. Williams is actually in both shows, but uh, yes. But yeah, no, it is. It is weird. Like, why would you kill the most like internally confused, chaotic, interesting character? And and, and for Wes, it's the same thing. So. I, I might I might take your suggestion and finish the show, but I couldn't help it. I wikipedia it. I was like, I know it's not going to be the three people who make the most sense that kill him. And like, it's somehow Laurel's dad felt the need to kill him. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> the, it, no, I, his, I understand his dad, his dad didn't feel the need to kill Frank, who was like an ex-con dating his little girl, but like... The, the black kid who worked his well, way into college out of foster care needed well, to get got. Like, I 
I mean, you know, that, maybe that is a, maybe that's a little bit uh, you know closer to reality than you you know than you want to acknowledge. This this kid <laughs> this kid seemed to work really hard after dealing with tragedy his whole life. No way can he date my daughter. He's dead. I'm gonna kill not, him. Not good enough for her. Yeah. Not good enough for my little. I, I I cringe at the idea. Like I don't even know how they could make that possibly work. Like it should have been Annalise or it should have been Frank. It should have been someone who made sense. But yeah, I'm struggling with it. Um, <laughs> The other thing is, I'm for those of you, I'm watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. I'm in the final stretch now. Pretty good kids' TV show. I I, I wish that. Um, did you watch this at all? I can't remember. I, I did not, but I, it's actually on the list, and and I I've never gotten into anime of any, uh, in any way. Oh really? Yeah, I, I haven't really either. And then someone threw me on Naruto a couple mm-hmm. years ago, and everyone else talks about Airbender. But uh, there's one character, Zuko. He's like the fire prince, and. I think his arc's taking a little too long for me to get there because it's been so obvious since day one. But that's that's all I'll say on it if you're going to watch it. Okay, I, all right, uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll keep it there because I am going to. Like I I've, I've basically I've had the gauntlet throw down on me. You know the you know the, the folks that I talk you know that I generally speak to you know speak to about shows have said you're a clown if you don't watch this one. So that's enough for me. Yeah, and I mean it, it is easy because I know animes can be really long. Like Naruto, for example, was like. A million episodes but uh this is like 65 so oh, you can do it in a reasonable time because they're all 20 minutes um, you know me you know me I'll, I'll, I'll blow right through those and you know what i do have a show if, if that was your last one yeah go for it have you seen the show imposters imposters sounds so, familiar I, I don't know what the original channel was. I'm watching it on Netflix currently. I, I forgot that's actually what I've been binging. Uh, it's essentially a love triangle, but it's got a lot of twists to it. Um, con man, heist angles, uh, you know, you know, you know, some, you know, pretty familiar faces. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I absolutely love Inbar Lavi. Do you know who that is? She was, uh, you know, that, have you seen Lucifer? No, I haven't. Ah, that's all. That's another good one. Well, anyhow, I, I I completely recommend this one. In fact, I'm not going to tell you anything about it because it's one of those shows where the twists oh, are. Oh, I have twists. watched the first two or three seasons of this. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm in. I'm in. I'm just starting season two. And this is the one where she's like on the run kind of thing, and then mm-hmm. she fake married them. Yep, yep, and they're yes, all chasing. Okay, I, I have watched this. I have watched okay. the first couple seasons of this. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. it, it, it's not an epic show you know, by any stretch, but it's it's kind of, you know, for me this week, it's been the perfect show to have on in the background. Where where are you in it? Uh, beginning of season two. Yeah, I, I feel like season two is, is kind of slow, and it, I, it, I wasn't moved to keep going after ah, okay. but uh, well, yeah, it's all right. Oh, the other one I I, I did want to I just watched the first two episodes. It's on Nate or Netflix. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, looking for something to watch. Uh, looked at the trending top ten uh, for most of you. It'll be America for me. It was Canada, and a show called Stateless was uh, hmm. was in there. Have you heard anything about this? I haven't. No, I'm looking it up. I'm very intrigued. Two episodes in, um, based on a true story. Uh, we're working together four lives, the life of a politician, the life of a, of a cult member who escapes an immigrant and a guy who's like dead end job. But it basically it's, it's set in Australia. You have uh, the refugees coming from Afghanistan, uh, fleeing Saddam Hussein and the Taliban. Um, he loses his family trying to uh, immigrate to, to Australia. 
You have Jai Courtney, who is in Suicide Squad, and I can't really think of what else. He's Bruce Willis' son, one of the diehards, mm-hmm. who's sort of like this, like, down-on-your-luck Australian who reluctantly accepts a job as, like, a guard at this refugee detainer, de- detainee center. Um, and then you've got Ivan Stravowski and Ashley Ketty playing the, the two uh, female leads, one of which is, is this cult escapee. And her character is actually the most interesting she's kind of stuck in this cult then she's abused by the leader um her family just has zero respect for her and she kind of goes on the run and and winds up in this refugee camp you know hiding her stealing the identity of a german it's 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 very interesting and like i i don't know what it's gonna when it all culminates together i mean they could really butcher it but so far i i think this is it's gonna be a hit oh man i'm already in first of all it also has kate blanchett and dominic west Oh, yes, and Dominic West, uh, McNulty, is the call yeah. leader. And okay. He, he's, he's, a little, he's, he's a little too at home in that role. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm all about it then. Okay, I, yeah, I'll definitely and, be checking this one out. And Kate Blanchett is the cult leader's wife. Okay. So, but they're not they're not center stage, but I have a feeling they'll be in it all the way through. So yeah, yeah. Nice. No man, I, I I hadn't heard anything about it. I saw it in there, and I was like, this looks legit, man. Um, yeah, okay. it's, it, it's been pretty good too. And um, so with that, uh, before we get to our friends, we are at a crux, man. We're at we're at a crossing point. We have been stuck at thirty nine reviews on iTunes for three weeks here. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys, we got we got to step it up. Like, <laughs> rate, subscribe, review. I know listens have gone up three months in a row. I'm very thankful for that. But come on, we got to keep keep those reviews going. Uh, you know, show us our worth. You know, let's 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 keep that energy. Um, with that said, a, a word from our good friends at Bet Online. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight, or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back? Bet Online has future odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Um, let's do this. Let's get to Westerns. This was right. more fun than I thought it would be. Okay. Because, and like, I mean, I like a lot of these movies, but initially, like, the, the, the daunting task is, like, what is a Western in the last... It's a wide-ranging category, I feel. It is, and you know, like I, I, I was appreciative of all the feedback that we've started to receive, you know, that we received, because I saw you, you know, throwing them out there, you know, as hella, as hella high water one is, uh, I did, of course, you know, you, everybody that was chiming in, reminding us of, you know, No Country for Old Men, and um, there will be blood and, and, and ones of that nature, but. Uh, to be honest with you, I was actually glad that you built the list out a little bit, you know, because I, I you know, the, the initial list that I sent over to you, it was just traditional, you know, you know, straight up Westerns. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we got a pretty good field. Yeah, I think you sent me 20 movies and I was like, I don't know if people are going to like see these as, as the only Westerns. And like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it, it, this was the longest one to build. I think it got up to, let me look here. It got up to... 61 options so yeah, there you go i mean there, there are quite a lot of movies um however this was also the easiest i thought to put the majority of my list together of those 61 movies i had my top four like immediately okay clear top four for me and then i had 
about nine movies I considered for that last spot. So mm -hmm. um, I don't know what it was like for you, but that that's kind of how mine came together. It was pretty much the same. Uh, you know, obviously I'm older, so the, some of the older Westerns will, you know, probably resonate a little bit more with me. In fact, if we had been able to go all the way back, I'm talking about the ancient times, I would have, I, you know, I probably would have run the, run the table with Clint Eastwood films. Uh, that said, uh, no, no, it was, it was, it, 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 for me, it was a lot of fun. I'm interested in seeing what type of reaction we got from, you know, from the audience, as well as uh, how different my list will look from theirs. Yeah, so I, I mean, let's just start with some honorable mentions because uh, I had a bunch here that I didn't. Well, why don't you go first? Because I've got like seven here for honorable mentions. I, and you know what's funny is I, I had like ten and I just cut it down to three. Look, There Will Be Blood, Last of the Mohicans, Brokeback Mountain, and a few others that I'm sure Joss is going to you know, is going to mention. They're technically better films than the one you know like you know quote unquote films than the ones that are in my top five and they're rewatchable in their own rights. But since this is a favorites list, I've got another five. Yeah, and, and, and we do go back and forth. Sometimes it's best performance, sometimes it's favorite movie, favorite role, whatever. We're doing favorites, right? And, and I mean, like, best and favorite sometimes come together, but not always. Yeah. Um, and so, for example, in my honorable mentions, uh, first one, Shanghai Noon with Owen Wilson <laughs> and Jackie Chan. You ever watch this? I did watch that. That's in your... I'm not mad at you, but okay. <laughs> I love that movie as a kid, man. They're just nostalgia. It's in my honorable mentions. I thought that movie was fun. Shanghai Nights, uh, word to the Aiden Gillian Littlefinger. Um, that's one of his first uh, roles that I can remember. Okay. He's the bad guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Shanghai Noon Dances with Wolves, which is basically Avatar if you haven't seen it, but with, you know, indigenous and wolves opposed to aliens and, you know, Blue Panther monster things. Um, Assassination of Jesse James, Magnificent Seven, which wasn't a great movie, but a lot of star power, still a fun story. Mask mm -hmm. of Zorro, another one I loved as a kid. Legends yep. of the Fall. Logan, which was a late ad, but someone pointed it out, and I was like, I guess, I guess it is a neo western. So you know, Logan was a good movie. I was glad um, you added it. And one of the tougher ones for me to throw in because again, I don't really think of it as a western, but it is set in that western vibe, which was Tom Cruise's The Last Samurai, which is a movie I absolutely uh. love and just missed for me. Okay, you know what? It, it it and it's funny. I saw you add it. You know, actually in in the form, <clears throat> or excuse me, yeah, yeah, in the form. Uh, I would have considered it one, and it is a quality movie, but yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see that. And by the way, Logan, I was glad you it was a late ad because it made my top five. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, last, last summer I was... He, he's a reti re, uh, retired Union soldier. Oh, yeah. And he's like a professional gun demonstrator fighter when he gets recruited to go train the soldiers in Japan. This is true. Okay. So I'm like, I don't know. Is it in there? Is it, it? I added it because I love the movie. So No, it, de um, it definitely counts. It definitely counts. Okay, so the listener honorable mention was True Grit. Got it. Okay. With uh, Jeff Bridges and Matt Damon because, again, last 30 years, not the original. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I watched this movie. I saw it in the theater. I actually owned it because I think, like, everyone that knows me knows I love Westerns. And I think two different people bought the DVD for me back then. Um, it's not a great movie. It, you know, it, it, it I like it better than the you know better than the original because I'm not a John Wayne fan and I don't care if anybody you know doesn't like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it 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 didn't capture it for me. No, me either. Um, I gave it a seventy. You gave it a seventy-four. So you're even nicer. Yeah. I just it it missed. I it it just wasn't exciting enough. Uh, they weren't compelling enough. I don't know. It, I I didn't think it was a fantastic movie either. I know there are people who are listening who probably absolutely that maybe that was their number one. Um, okay. As it was the honorable mention, fair enough. Mm -hmm. um, 
the, another one, you know, just on that same kind of vibe that I was thinking of, uh, the Sisters Brothers. Did you watch that a couple years ago? I didn't see that. I was super excited for that. I, I, I was super excited. Joaquin Phoenix, um, John C. Riley, looks like okay. a classic Western, and it was so disappointing. <laughs> so, I mean, it happens. I mean, it happens. Um, yeah, that, that, that pairing can go either way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what was uh, your honorable mention, or your number five? All right, so the reason why I laughed at your nostalgia pick for your honorable mention is because my number five is a nostalgia pick. The Quick and the Dead. Sharon Stone at the height of her prowess in Hollywood. Gene Hackman still absolutely killing it. Young Leo, you know, basically being young freaking Leo with a hat, with a cowboy hat. Uh, you got pre-megastar Russell Crowe. You got, you know, sneaky Gary Sinise cameo in there. This was absolutely everything I could have asked for in 1995. So, yes, it makes my list because I still love that movie. I hate that movie. That's okay. <laughs> I, I watched that movie, uh, I don't know, a while back. And I remember finding it on Netflix and thinking, wow, like, <laughs> look at this cast. And uh, I was so disappointed with it. But um, It's not a quality movie. But it, but it, you, you, know, you know those movies where you recognize it's not a great movie, but you love it anyway. Also, like it just it felt like the the movie should have been centered on Hackman and Leo's relationship as father and son, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's more Russell Crowe, and and yeah, Hackman gunning down Leo was both like it didn't hit as hard as it could, and you're also like, well, why? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. He was, he, you know, he, he was in a part of the, he was a part of the gang, but yeah, but they they I definitely could they, they definitely could have developed that you know developed that storyline and actually made it more impactful. For and, sure. and I know not everybody was who they are now when they made that movie, but you got to be thinking as like a, the screenplay writer or the director or whatever, or maybe even the casting director, whoever. Like when you're working on that film and you see the talent in that movie, you got to be thinking we can't we can't go wrong. With with the cast that we have here, but um, the audience's number five was "There Will Be Blood," okay, uh, which we both talked about, you know, yep. on, on several episodes. But you know, if you haven't listened to those, neither of us is the biggest "There Will Be Blood" supporter around. Um, I'm not shocked to see it get put in here, though. Yeah, I mean, look, it 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 was a it was a, a um, acclaimed movie. It's recent. It's got you know it's got a, you know uh, big you know big names in it. I'm not in any way taking anything away from it. In fact, shout out to our guy Thomas. I am still you know I'm still dedicated to you know to rewatching it, and as well as um, No Country for Old Men. I'll be doing that this summer for sure, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll circle back if I uh, if I if I think that it you know it deserved a little bit more love than I've given it prior to now. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Uh, my number five was Last of the Mohicans. Nice. Which is is my favorite Daniel Day Lewis film, other than Gangs of New York. Mm-hmm. I get that. I get what, that. What, the last of Mohicans is an absolute classic. What is your favorite no, Daniel Day Lewis movie? <sighs> it's probably Gangs of New York. Yeah, it's pro- it, it probably is because Phil, and, and, Phil and, you the know, Butcher is you, just so good. Yeah, he he's absolutely incredible. You know, uh, Leo isn't great. Well, but he's still he's still Leo. You know, I got a soft spot. I like Cameron Diaz. Uh, you know, the cast was fun. You know, I, I'm, I'm also John it. C. Riley. Yes, and yeah. and the scene where where Day Lewis gets Brendan Gleeson in that film still haunts me every time. Mm-hmm. Just, that scene is tough to take every time. <laughs> there's there's a there's a lot of stuff in that movie that's kind of tough to take. Well, pretty much centered around his character. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. On, on Last of the Mohicans, I, I think it's a good movie. It do, it doesn't hold up as well as you know some of the other movies on the list. Perhaps it is ninety two, which uh, 
It's just the year I was born. Um, but I also remember watching this, and the guy that plays um, Magua, mm-hmm. which is, I looked it up just now, West Study, scared the hell out of me, man. He, I, he was he was a scary cat. I, I, I think I know which character you're talking... I mean, it's been a while since I've watched that movie, but I, th- I believe I know. You know he's the menacing guy that, that was kind of like... Uh, Kind of like the asshole throughout. Yeah, I, ca- I can't remember what what the the tribes are, but he's the like the opposition indigenous like hunter guy that's chasing them. And Got he, it. He, yes. Yeah. You know, running and swinging that that tomahawk. He 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 put the fear in me. I you, I, I, I was sensing the urgency. You, you know what's dope about 1992? It's ten uh, year, It's ten years before Varun was even born. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And and the year that Shaq was drafted, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, I was I was thirteen, and yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Um, uh, so mine was my five was last. The Mohicans listeners nice. was there will be blood, and yours was one more time. The quick and the dead. Quick and the dead. That's right. Uh, listener number four, three ten to Yuma, which is on my list. So I'll wait to talk about it in a sec. Same deal for me. It's okay. it's, it's it's still coming up. My number four uh, was Logan. Um, it might, honestly, it might legitimately be my favorite of the X-Men movies uh, or universe. Uh, it's certainly Jackman's best work for the franchise. Uh, and obviously that has a lot to do with it, you know, obvi- you know, being completely centered around his character. But I definitely liked how they dove into, the, you know, the, the more, he, you know, more of his humanity uh, and kind of what drives him to act and react the way he does as opposed to just focusing on the accent. And don't get me wrong, you know, I'm here for, for people to get sliced up and, you know, beat up and all of those things. But it, I, I appreciated the backstory. I appreciated that, you know, that they, they provided context for it. And like, to be honest with you, like I said, while I would not have considered it a Western, it, it, it's easily in here for me. Yeah, um, I mean, I did mention in my honorable mentions. It's a really good movie, and I think that's an example of let's do something different with a superhero movie where it goes incredibly well. Um, yeah, they. I, I mean, it's a tough movie to watch. It, again, mm-hmm. like, they did a lots of social commentary. Yeah, fantastic job of painting the world within their super world, and uh, yeah, great, great movie. Um, I think X Men First Class might be my favorite X Men movie, but let me let me chew on that. Um, my number four was Tombstone. Nice. I love I love Tombstone. You, you, you know for a fact it's coming up for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I gave uh, I, I should have been saying these. I gave Last of the Mohicans in eighty two. I gave Tombstone eighty four. Um, t- Tombstone might be like my favorite of the like traditional Western feel, and I like. The gunfights were awesome. The commentary was awesome. Uh, but the whole vibe was cool. And like again, I've talked on the show a number of times about how I was playing Red Dead. Re- I'm playing Red Dead Redemption right now. Like playing Red Dead makes me just want to go watch Tombstone again. No, no, I completely understand. As a matter of fact, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about it now because you know, it's here. I recognize that the usual criticism is that Wyatt Earp is a better film, and uh, you know this. The it's, wild- it's not though. I, I disagree. But you know, but you know what I'm saying. Like oftentimes, people say that, and even if that's true, you know, to a lot of folks, Tombstone is my childhood McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? In that we may have a nice, healthy serving of Wyatt Earp at the house, but damn it, pull into the drive-through, I want my Tombstone and large fries, man. Like <laughs> it, it's absolutely the perfect like action movie, you know, action western. Val Kilmer's incredible as Doc. Uh, Michael Bain is is fantastic as Johnny Ringo. You know, R.I.P. Powers Booth, Bill Paxton. You know, I still love Sam Elliott as Virgil. 
Uh, honestly, Tombstone is 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 one hundred percent one of those movies that I can put it on at any time. I can catch it at any time, especially if it's if it's right when things are getting going. <laughs> you know, right after Morgan get you, right after Morgan gets it. If it's right after that, I can watch that pretty much any day, uh, almost every day. Val, Val Kilmer as as Doc is mm-hmm. is the most memorable character from um, either White or or, or Tombstone. I, and, and like I love Kevin Costner more than the average dude. I really do. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. Gene. You know, uh, Rip Kelly Preston, love of the game. Uh, yes. By the way, throw that out there. But uh, yeah, no, Tombstone was it was it's a lot better ride for me than Wider. Yeah, no, it's it, and it's just an easier watch. And like, I I don't care how good of a quote unquote film Wider is, you're not going to watch that repeatedly. No, I'll be I'll be your Huckleberry is 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 immortal mm-hmm. as well. I didn't say iconic, I said immortal. Just tell all those keep the score. Um, <laughs> so, so Tombstone was my four. Uh, listener number three uh, was Hell or High Water, which nice. I mean, no spoiler. If you know me, you know my. That's still coming for me. Uh, what's mm-hmm. your three? My three is three ten the Yuma. Uh, Chris oh. and Bill, Russell Crowe, they were fantastic playing off one another. Uh, I loved Ben Foster's character and actually the actually the overall loyalty that Crowe's posse you know showed him. I'm here for that. You know, I grew up on westerns and I still love a good shootout and the showdown. And that movie nails you know pretty much nails it on both. Yeah, I, I want to say this is my favorite movie Russell Crowe's ever done. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so I gave 310 to Yuma in 91. I love this movie. I think it's one of those movies where it has balanced performances. It's not one of those movies where, like, good actors take a back seat, like Gangs of New York being the prior example, where Daniel Day-Lewis clearly outacts everybody. Russell mm-hmm. Crowe is phenomenal. Christian Bale is ph- phenomenal. Ben Foster is phenomenal. Um, Christian Bale's very- son. The guy that plays the kid that plays Logan Lerner, Lerner, yeah, yeah, phenomenal, great job. Um, Kevin Durant is in it mm. for just a short while. Love the scene at the fire. Love the scene where he's singing to him. Oh yeah, singing to him. <laughs> Good in the morning. And, yep. <laughs> and uh, he gets him, and then he's singing it, and Crow's singing it on the on the horse later in the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, but, like just some great great moments in that movie, and uh, also telling for my guy Ben Foster. That he makes my list twice here, but we'll we'll get to that. But yeah, okay. I absolutely love three ten to Yuma. Someone was asking me the other day for like a movie recommendation of uh, and I was like, Have you ever seen three ten to Yuma? And they were like, No. one hundred percent recommended. Maybe we should do this every time we throw out a list, but if there's a movie you haven't seen yet and we're talking about these if you haven't seen three ten to Yuma, definitely give it a look. Great, great yeah, movie. Without question, watch that movie. Um, so that was actually my three. That was your three. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners were hell or high water. Number two, the listeners had Django, which I know neither of us is going to be super stoked about, but Django Unchained. Well, no, I, I'm not, you know, it's not surprising. It really isn't. You know, it, as soon as I saw it on the list, I knew it was going to be in that top five. You know, and, and I don't begrudge anybody for loving it. You know, I, I get it. You know, Quentin Tarantino, while I have my you know, chief complaints and I, and I think they're legitimate, uh, he still makes he still makes quality, you know, quality movies. You know, so even when I say stuff like, oh, that, that movie sucked, like, you know, Hateful Eight, I really I actually did not like that. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It just didn't hit for me. Uh, so Django, you know, I get it. Yeah, and I mean the rumored sequel with Django, the Django Zorro crossover. That's gonna allegedly be the sequel that Tarantino is helping to develop. I, I'm 100% into. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not poo poo and Django as my man Jabari would say, but um, <laughs> I, it, it's just not a 90, it's not an 80, 90 type film for me. 
It's, no. it's it's a good film. It has some very good performances from from Sam L. Leo, Waltz, uh, Jamie Foxx. It's just not on that level. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, and you know, my 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 two was Tombstone. You know, which I've already talked about. Oh, okay, your two is Tombstone. Okay, my two is No Country for Old Men. Okay. Um, no Country for Old Men is one of those movies, along with Parasite. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, La La Lands. Um, what else? I'm trying, like one of those movies that you didn't see until everyone else in the world had seen it and told you that it was phenomenal, and you have to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is uh, No Country for Old Men. I went in it with like the highest of expectations, and could have very easily be, been let down. It is a fantastic movie. I would put Anton Chigurh, um, Javier Bardem's Anton mm-hmm. Chigurh, against just about any villain in any movie. His uh, gas salt gun or something. What I think it's I think, I think it's just air. Oh, okay. It's like compressed air shooter is like the scariest uh, <laughs> pedestrian weapon you'll ever see. His demeanor, the eyes, the haircut. Uh, I believed he meant business. Him stalking you was awesome. Woody Harrelson in, yes. in a limited role absolutely slays room. it as the overconfident, um, I don't know, is he bounty hunter? Is that what he is? So, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fantastic, fantastic movie. Um, all the way through, just a great ride. Nice, nice, and you know what? You know, you know our guy's gonna be happy about this. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I imagine he's. But th- this is a very good movie, not overrated in any regard. <laughs> it's iconic. <laughs> it's, it is iconic. It's, and got, it's not overrated. It's, it's got iconic performances. <laughs> one one billion percent, one billion trillion gazillion percent, my favorite Cohen movie. It is the opposite of trash. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I gave it a ninety-three. Out of nice. Like it, it's. I want to say so. I'm looking. I'll, I'll check right now. Um, that's one of your higher. That's one of your higher ratings. Yeah, I want to say that's that's tied for the fifth highest movie I've I've ranked of like the six hundred I've got on the list right now. Jeez. So yeah, um, very 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 great movie. Um, so listener number one, they have no country for old men. Okay, which, that makes which sense. I, I, I'm I like when the listeners are on the level because that is. A very fair choice for a number one. Yeah, like that. that I'll, I'll be honest. Like that bothers me a lot less than the Django one. Even though I yeah, just lied to you and said that the Django one didn't bother me. Oh, um, I knew. It, I knew it bothered you. You can lie to the people. You can't lie. <laughs> I can't even lie to them. They know damn well by now. All right. So my number one, and I, I'm not shocked that it wasn't on your list and it wasn't on the listeners' list, but it's Unforgiven. Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, Gene Hackman, Richard, Ch- you know, Richard Harris, Francis Fisher, um, you, know, you know, she's from Lincoln Lawyer, Titanic, you know, more recently. It's a good old-fashioned Western, you know, Day of Reckoning film, you know, kind of featuring aging, but still absolutely nails cast. And for me, it is a classic, and it is iconic. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I, I didn't have Unforgiven in there, but mm-hmm. Unforgiven and Tombstone are both 92. Um, no, there you go. No Country for Old Men, 310 to Yuma, um, There Will Be Blood, and Assassination of Jesse James were all 2007. So, that if was we were doing like the whole NBA draft class, best mm-hmm. year for Western movies, it's 92 or it's 2007. But uh, Unforgiven is a really good movie. I feel like it's one of those ones you have to watch if you love movies, just to say that you, you saw it. But it, it, it just was not the same for me watching this in like... 2005, 2006, as it probably was for everybody else in 92. And um, I don't know. I, I've seen Clint Eastwood 
play characters that I was a lot more interested in. I'll, I'll say that. It was, you know what it was for those of us that, you know, I obviously grew up on his old movies. Uh, it was his return to being a badass. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he 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 had, he had gone the dirty hairy route. He had gone the, you know, like, you know, okay, he's going to be a cop or a federal agent and whatnot. But he you know, it was his return to, you know, to, to westerns and playing this type of role. Uh, Is so it your it, favorite movie that he's ever done? It's up there, man. It uh, honestly, in the line of fire is up there. Uh, this one, Outlaw Josie Wales, is actually my favorite western of all time. So it's okay. it's 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 in the range. I would say the only movie that I, I would have even in this range um, that was before would be Silverado. Oh, Silverado's fantastic. Yeah, would be absolutely the, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, this is more my wheelhouse because before that is is pretty touch and go. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, so you're number one, Unforgiven, mm-hmm. uh, No Country for the Listeners, and mine was Hell or High Water, which okay. is, I mean, again, I don't know if I've actually said it on the show, is is my highest ranked film, along with Jerry Maguire, uh, The Tide at ninety seven, Hell or High Water. Did you get to watch that this week? I did not, and I cannot wait to. Man, I I just cannot say. Jeff Bridges is phenomenal. Um, ben Foster steals the show. Okay. Chris Pine has a performance that, in most movies, you would be like he he killed it, but he's just so upstaged by both Foster and Bridges. Um, nice. The okay. end. The ending, which I don't. I died. I don't want to. Like I would spoil it for you with with, <laughs> with no mercy, but like because I love it that much, I won't. The conversate. The last conversation of the movie is just such a. Huh? Moment, like you know, okay. and um, oh yeah, the, the 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 commentary, the scene that I, I quote the, the the scene at the gas station all the time when uh, and and I guess a little bit of a spoil for you, but uh, there's a guy trying to start a ruckus at mm-hmm. the gas station, and Chris Pine's kind of worried because he's not trying to attract any attention, and this guy <clears throat> I can't even remember if he pulls a knife or a gun, um, and Ben Foster, you know, cre- creates more of an issue than he should be because he's a loose cannon. And he gets back in the car, and Chris Pine was like, you know, you could have killed you, man. And and Ben Foster looks at him, he's like, not how it would have gone, little brother. And, uh, <laughs> okay. That, yeah, and there's a scene at the casino, too. Like, Ben Foster just acts the shit out of this movie. It, it, I, 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 I think I talked to you about this after the show, but there was some asshole somewhere labeled this as, this is a movie about Trump's America, which I don't even understand what that means, like... There's so many things you could talk about in in that vein, which I'm not really sure. that This movie is about, like, economic hardship and the disease of being poor and the line between good and evil. And it's a good old-fashioned, like, modern Western bank heist chase. I mean, I, I really I, I hope you see it before we record the next one because I love, love, love this movie. Yeah, no, I, I am still going to see it. Yeah, yeah, I'll still watch it for sure. And, and with that, we honestly, with the with the with the audience member chiming in with that, that, that actually makes it more intriguing to me because I want to see where they came to that conclusion from. Yeah, so I, I was I had so I'll, I'll do uh, the audience mine and then you can recap yours as well. So honorable mention for the listeners: True Grit, number five they had There Will Be Blood, number four they had Three Ten to Yuma, number three they had Hell or High Water, number two they had Django Unchained, number one they had No Country for Old Men. Um, for myself, honorable mention, I had Last Samurai. Number five, I had Last of the Mohicans. Number four, I had Tombstone. Number three, I had 310 Tiuma. Number two, No Country for Old Men. And number one, Hell or High Water. 
And then for me, at five, I had the Quick and the Dead. At four, I had Logan. At three, I think we all, I think we may have all had three ten of humor. The two of us did at least. At two, I had Tombstone. And at one, once again, I had Unforgiven. But I've got a surprise for you, Josh. Oh, you got some trivia. That's right. Just a quick one. Just a quick one. And it's uh, per our friends at Rotten Tomatoes. Only six westerns over the last thirty years were in are in their you know quote unquote top twenty of all time. Deadwood, you know, with a little recency bias, uh, you know, Deadwood the movie, like you know, the show, yeah, no, no, the movie, uh, oh. it it made their list, and I'm going to give that one to you because it it didn't make ours. Uh, it's at number eleven. Can you guess the other five from our list that made their top twenty? Top twenty films of the last thirty years. Uh, top twenty westerns of the last thirty years. Okay. Um, the other five. Okay, 310 to Yuma. It's number 19. Surprised me that it was so low. Um, True Grit. Number six. Surprised me it was that high. Yeah, I feel like that's one that more people are high on than yep. we are. Um, yep. No Country for Old Men. Didn't, it's not in there. Oh, okay, maybe. But I don't, I don't think they, I don't think yeah. they counted it as, as a Western because it, it definitely would have been in there. Did they count Howard High Water? Ooh, that's a good question because it's not in the top twenty. But let me—I didn't—I didn't scroll down enough to see if it, if it came up afterwards. It's not in the top twenty. Um, assassination, Jesse James. Nope. One of the ones uh, that one of the ones that I like a lot. You got to think old people. Old people do this too. Unforgiven. Yes, number seven. So I've got four of them. So there's two left. Yep. Uh, Tombstone. No, and it really pissed me off that it wasn't in there. Yeah, that's that. That's cheese. Um, hmm. Uh, Legends of the Fall. No, uh, I'm gonna give you one. One of them, and I've never even heard of this movie, but it, I, I, I checked it out, and it looks like it might be pretty good. Ballad of Bus- of Buster Scruggs. Have you seen? No, that movie? it sucks. Oh, it does. It's, it's brutal. What the hell? I don't understand why people like that. It's I, got. I, I it gave can, it maybe 45 minutes. Yikes. It gave, you know, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 90%. They've got it 13th overall for, you know, for Westerns all time. That's wild. Ugh, yeah, I should have known. And I did put it on our form. But, mm-hmm. ugh. The, it's like a bunch of mini stories. And they're all done. Okay. I, I, I just, man, I really struggled to even give this movie a chance. It just, Yikes. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe, I don't, I don't know why. I, and it... The and then again, that's like if if No Country for Old Men is like the absolute best of the Coen brothers, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is like near the bottom. Oh wait a second, this is a Coen brothers film, so you're you're probably not going to like it already. All right, like, yeah, I'm not I, smart enough for them. I think we. I'm not saying that because like it, it, it's not even like a yo. Know, you have to be you know, have a certain amount of intellect, a certain level of intellect for their movies. You got to be a certain amount of corny for them, and I am that type of corny, so uh, I might still check that one out. The last one is number seventeen. It's Django. So oh there you okay. Go. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean, sleeping on Tombstone. And and again, though, like, it, it's hard. Like, they might not have considered No Country or Hell or High Water Westerns. But, you know, I think a lot of people think, like, if you think Texas or you think, you know, Plains, and that that's just Western. So I don't know. Yeah, it's not in here. Yeah, they, they didn't. Tombstone is, wow. Tombstone is number 44 on this list. Yeah, no way, man. Like, <laughs> go, to, go to Hell, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's one of those Unless one one of the ones they got wrong, man. Yeah. One of the ones they got wrong. All right, man. That's going to do it for us. That's going to wrap 29. Uh, drop in tomorrow in your feeds. Drop in today for you, I suppose. Um, once again, like, rate, subscribe. Send us a review. If you're one of the people who sends us a review and gets us to 50, uh, we will shower you. We will admonish you with praise. I don't know what we'll do. We'll figure it out. Um, that's going to do it for us, and we will see you again uh, Monday.